It's Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This Judge John Hodgman episode is a very special one for you, the MaximumFun.org donor. Thank you so much for supporting the production of our show. We can't begin to tell you how grateful we are. This episode was recorded live in London, England, uh, at King's Place, the London Podcast Festival. It was a real hoot. Our musical guest on the show, Amy the Great. Thanks again for donating. If you didn't donate, you're listening to this. Oh, man, what a heel you are. If you did, you're the best. Anyway, let's go to the stage of the London Podcast Festival. Tonight's case, Romy v. Michelle. Martha brings the case against her best friend, Carrie. They're secondary school friends who've remained close since their graduation 20 years ago. They have a school reunion coming up. Martha thinks they should both attend. Carrie would rather stay home. Who's right, who's wrong, only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents the obscure cultural reference. I hope you love your life now Like I love mine I hope the painful memories Only flex their power over you A little at a time We held on to hope A better day is coming And when we did we were right I hope the people who did you wrong Have trouble sleeping at night <laughs> People were mean to you But I thought you were cool Clicking down the concrete hallways In your spiked heels back in high school People were mean to you But I always thought you were cool Clicking down the concrete hallways In your spiked heels back in high school Don't applaud. No, this is a court. This is a court. Martha and Carrie, you may be seated. Hello, I'm Judge John Hodgman. I have come from America with a visual gag on my head that will not be understood <laughs> on the podcast to bring justice here to the frontier of, uh, of UK and London. Um, now, which one of you is Martha and which one of you is Carrie? I'm Martha. I'm All right. Carrie. Martha and Carrie, please raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he doesn't go to high school reunions, they go to him? <laughs> I do. Very well, you may be seated. Martha and Carrie, for an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors, can either of you name the piece of culture that I barely got out of my mouth when I entered the courtroom? Carrie, you've been brought here against your will. Therefore, you may guess first, or you may tell Martha to guess first. What do you think you're going to do? I am going to go for gross point blank. You guessed first. I did guess first, sorry. Uh, yeah. I like it. Everyone, that's the power move right there. <laughs> Everyone throws to the other person. Guess first. Throw them off. Gross point blank. That is a high school reunion movie. We're going to put that in the guest book. Right, I'll, I'll okay. put that down right. under the heading... A song, Judge John Hodgman That's right. Sang. <laughs> you understand that that was not a movie that I was singing. Yeah. 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 But it could have been. Could be yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Who knows? Right? 
Possible. Martha, it is now your turn to guess. What is it was, your guess? It was really beautiful. That's all I've got to say. Well, <laughs> I find in your favor. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> that was the correct <laughs> guess. Amazing. Uh, no, you must guess. Uh, so it's a song. Uh, pick a it song was. that you know. <laughs> Three Blind Mice is one. Uh, the alphabet song. Uh, how much is that doggy in the window? Yep. It was that one. Yeah, yeah. What how Jesse much said. is that doggy yeah. in the window? Jesse, yeah. add that to the. Oh, I guess it's not wrong. <laughs> no, that was a song about high school, uh, which is what we call secondary school in our nation of USA, um, by friend of the show and occasional uh, expert witness John Darnell of the Mountain Goats. Aww. It is an unreleased song. He only plays, well, I had to keep it hard. I should have said Mountain Goat. It is called You Were Cool, and he plays it live, and you should see him play it live sometime. Nice. So, but the good guesses all around. <laughs> I thought about Gross Point Blank, um, but I never saw that movie, so I didn't do it. Uh, anyway, so, uh, Carrie, Martha, uh, the problem is that you uh, have a reunion coming up. Is that not so, Martha? Yes, it all is, right. yeah. And Martha, you want Carrie to go with you to the reunion. Yes. All right. And this is secondary school, correct? Yes. Where did you attend secondary school? South Wilts Grammar School for Girls in Salisbury. I see. And <laughs> did you see how I sat up when I sat Are you sure that's not just the name of an Emma Thompson movie? <laughs> right. <laughs> and by secondary school, you mean uh, high school? High when were you, school. When were you graduated from the school? At what age, would you say? 18. 18? 18, Essentially, yeah. so high school, so grammar yeah. school is... High yeah. school and public school is private school, and school means work. Yes. Ah, got it. Okay, very good. And Carrie, you do not want to go. Uh, I no. don't dare ask what, what year reunion this is, but is it a big one? It's actually oh, weird. It it's 19. It's 20 next yeah. year, isn't it? It's 20 it's next year. It's around the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> it's strange <laughs> customs at your school. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And have you gone to any of them? We went to a, a little one last, oh, not about three years ago, but there were mm. only about 12 of us and a teacher, a cool teacher. And was it, uh, what was the name of the cool teacher? Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Vaughan. Mrs. Vaughan. <laughs> Carol Vaughan. Mrs. V. Yeah. What's up, Mrs. V? She's awesome. She, why was she so cool? She just didn't take any rubbish from anybody and yeah. kind of knew. It was a school for girls. Yeah. She was a cool girl. And, and she bought us drinks at the reunion, so yeah, she was she did. Cool. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, she did. Does she have no friends? Perhaps. <laughs> um, and so, Carrie, you went. Uh, that was a couple of years ago, did you say? Yeah, about three or four about, years ago. Yeah, about five. And was, children for me. And oh, now, yeah, was, and yeah. that, and that for you was the last straw. You'll never go back. It was very you informal. Got that, you got that drink off Mrs. Vaughn. That's all. And you I was off by sucker. <laughs> yeah. You were saying that was informal. That was an informally organized. Yeah, this one that's coming up, which is October the fifteenth, is informal as well. But I think there's gonna be more people. There are. Facebook is now much more in our lives therefore more people know about it right so tell me why you don't want to go because i now i used to live in london then we had to move away because london is insanely expensive and i've got two small children so now i'm up in cambridgeshire mm-hmm. so it's an hour into king's cross then i would have to get to waterloo shut up yeah <laughs> get down to waterloo yeah. and it's an hour and a half to Salisbury. how long did it take us to get here jesse more than an hour yeah i'm trying to think i'm thinking like uh... Yeah, way more than an hour. It was like a bunch seven of hours, seven <laughs> hours, airport to airport, and then seven hours from airport to London. Yeah, bloody hell. It's but fun anyway, here. No, but you have two small, ch- how old are your children? Uh, three and two. And what style of children are they? Both boys. Very nice. And that's very young. Yes. They're, and you can't bring them. No, and they're no, insane. Martha, she's busy. 
This is not even I'm a good one. This is an odd, I mean, it's a prime number. Yeah, reunion. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That'll be it. You know It'll what I mean? It's not even, organizing yeah, it. yeah, yeah. it's not even a 20. Please tell me Three. that 19 is a prime number. Did I get that right? Yeah, I worked at this. Yeah? yeah? What did you study? Uh, I did. My A-levels were physics, German. Did you study maths? I did. I did not study math or maths. All right. So uh, what do you do now? I'm a radio producer. Oh. Just for some small independent outfit or... Uh... No. For the B- <laughs> BBC. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That's a, that's, no. A go- that's a going concern. That's great. <laughs> it's, it's doing well. Okay, good. What do you produce? Uh, an early breakfast show on BBC Radio 2. An early breakfast show? Yes. So what time yes. does it come on? 5 a.m. <laughs> I genuinely couldn't tell, because of the Britishness of our audience, whether they were going woo or ooh. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what an early breakfast at 5 a.m. consists of for me? Being the, asleep. The sandwich on my chest that I stopped eating at 3 yeah. a.m. <laughs> yeah. I miss those days. Martha? <laughs> yeah, I know. No, we're, not, we're not young. Martha? Hello. Uh, what, where are you in the world and what do you do? I live in Kent, mm-hmm. which is south of London, mm-hmm. which is quite far away from Salisbury away, as well. Hour but away, I'm prepared to go the distance. Right. Um, and I'm a cake decorator. A cake decorator? Mm-hmm. Oh. What do you, like, on television? Because that's the only cake decorating I know of. <laughs> That would be amazing. Are you a very famous British cake personality? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know whether you've heard of me, but no, I'm no. I literally just make kids' birthday cakes and stuff. Lovely. Do you make cakes that look like a thing that's not a cake? Yes. Yeah, that's amazing, right? It's really fun. Uh, have you ever made a cake that looks like a bust of Jesse Thorne? Oh Wouldn't no! Wouldn't that be good? I'm inspired now, though. Yeah, that would scare some children. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> So why do you think Carrie doesn't want to go to the reunion with you? Do you believe the, the reasons that she's giving? I, I don't think she realizes how much fun she's going to have. And I think she can't be bothered. And she's got a really good job. And if I go with her, then she's higher up the hierarchy when we get there. Oh. So you don't want her to go with you as companion. You want her as a status symbol. Yeah. On my arm. You, yeah, Amazing. Right? Yeah, look, I'm telling you, there is nothing hotter than walking into a party with a BBC radio producer on your arm. <laughs> oh my, people are just giving it up. <laughs> the music stops, everyone stands and applauds in unison. <laughs> Traditionally, a high school reunion is a time when you, uh, you, you either feel nervous because you yes. don't feel that you're going to measure up to the promises that you had made yourself when you were but a child. Or you're just going to kill it because you have totally killed it. And mm. which, which is the situation in this one? That's a really good question. I only asked the good ones. I, I, <laughs> I, I wasn't very popular. So, I mean, anything from that is probably going to be good. Right. Um, but I would like Kerry to go and hold my hand. Oh, guilt trip. <laughs> yeah. You total cow. <laughs> Why do you need Kerry to hold your hand? Because I'm nervous, like you said, yeah. Was this your relationship in high school as well? Carrie always dragging you along with her with her bossy ra- radio rig. <laughs> she, was, she was a bit bossy. She, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like turning it around. How now. often do you see each other from a day to day? Once a year, twice yeah, a year. Once a year. We have a Eurovision party every year. So this and is your it. reunion right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just had a catch up about the kids and what's happening in houses and Oh, how's everything yeah. going? Yeah, good. I'm having my roof replaced. It's all oh, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. What uh, what material are you using? Uh, slate. Yeah, well, mm. boy, well. Yeah. Mm. 
must be doing well at the BBC. That's something you might want to talk about at your high school reunion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you afraid is going to happen if you go there, Carrie? You're going to have a bad time? I'm worried about who's going to be there in terms of I want there to be a lot of people, not like the tiny amount. What are you doing to help alleviate this worry, Martha? I went on How many Facebook. people are coming? How many people are I coming? I don't know. I mean, I'm not organising it. I don't know. Um, it's so about... 20, yeah. 50 people have said they'll because, come. Yeah. That's Whether that is actually 50. who comes, yeah. I don't know. Carrie, 50, 50 in Carrie's a year of... works for the BBC. She's not going to show up for 12 dumb people. That's true. How many people would you like to have there? A lot. I'd like... It's in a pub. Yeah. It's not at the school. If right. it was at the school, you know, in like every American film I've ever seen, yeah. in the hall with the banners. Yeah. Class of 97. Right. Amazing. Right. But it's in Live a pub band. and I'm going to walk in and it's that thing of everyone's going to walk in one single door, everyone will stop talking, look, go, who's that? Yeah. Have they got fat? Have they got thin? Who is that person? Are you arguing that it's worse to do the reunion at a pub than it is to do it at your old high school? <laughs> yeah. Like, you oh, would like it yeah. to if it were if it were a little bit more of a of a pageant. Yeah, no, that I could just it. hide in a corner and then spot people and go, oh, there's so and so. I really want to talk to her, but not in a pub where you're like, everyone's listening. Who to is me. it? Who would you really like to see at this thing? Who do you hope really is coming? I'd like to see some old teachers, some more old teachers. I don't, yeah, I'm no, not talking about teachers. Answer. Come on. I would like to see. Nerd. The, I would like. I was a nerd. I mean, come on. What? Who do you have it in for? No, Who do you want to go up to and go, yeah, you. BBC, radio producer? There were probably, because that's what I wanted to do when I was at school. There's probably a few people who didn't think I'd ever yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. So. And of those few, which one? <laughs> I'm saying no names. Which one would you be willing to name? None of them, in case you rule that I have to go. Why? They're not, this won't come out until long after you've been in there, killed it, impressed those people kicked them in the teeth metaphorically, walked out of there and set the place on fire. <laughs> walk away, oh, walk away from it exploding, not even this looking is back. Your, this is your chance. This is your moment to shine. This yeah. is your chance to walk up to that girl who dismissed you and take out your phone and show her a picture of you and a guy from Coldplay that's not Chris Martin. <laughs> yes, I have that photo. I think you might and have that face photo. let's face it. <laughs> Do you have that photo? Hey. And let's face it, Carrie, Martha, Martha really needs this, right? I mean, you know. Am I wrong, I've Martha? I've got nothing in my life. It's just her and her fondant. <laughs> <laughs> Flavored yes. with tears. Fondant yes. friends. Uh, I mean, do, do you have any human, uh, uh, meaningful human relationships, Martha, at this yes. time? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I do. I've got a husband and two children. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And the fondant, yeah. Yeah. So wh what, what, what would you like? You want me, obviously, to order her to go with you. Yeah, And completely. even if it is under order of a fake judge, <laughs> she's going against her will, you would be willing to, to, to do that. Yeah. Because you, you don't respect her desires in life. I just think she'll enjoy it when she gets there. Okay. And Carrie, obviously, you would like me to order your friend to stop badgering you. Yes. I understand. Martha, one last thing before I go into my chambers, um, which is actually being held in my old school gymnasium. <laughs> uh, who is it that you want to defeat in your past? Oh, wow. 
Or who the, are you most the, excited about seeing mm, that you would be willing to name? I won't name them, but there was a group of four blonde girls yeah. who were in every single sports team that it would be good to see again. And why? Do you love them so much? Because <laughs> I'm thinner than I was. <laughs> I think I heard everything I need to in order to make my uh, decision. Um, I'm going to go uh, have my photo taken awkwardly with a date and then go into the gymnasium, consider my uh, decision, and come back with my verdict in a moment. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. (laughs) So, Carrie, I I have to ask you, is this about traveling distance or is this about fear? No, it's totally traveling. It's hassle. (laughs) It's... I do a night shift five days a week, so Fridays and Saturdays are my only nights at home with husband and two small children. Uh, Not the children, they can go to bed. I have gin and tonic. And then if I went to this thing, I just looked on the way here, my last train would be half nine back from Salisbury, would get me home at 1.22 in the morning. And if I get there and there's either a load of people that I don't want to see or 10 people that I do want to see, I will have, I rule that a bad night. And you also have no compassion for your friend? Yes. <laughs> that is correct. Martha, are you... I didn't say that. Martha, you, you, don't, you, you seem like uh, you could walk into that room and see those four blonde girls that were on every sports team and, uh, you know, flash those pearly whites and charm them with your newly svelte bod and uh, <laughs> do just fine by yourself. Thank you for saying that. I don't know whether I feel like that inside. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make everyone feel sorry for me. Like therapy, this is great. <laughs> well, um, I yeah, I, I would feel better if Carrie was there because we kind of hung around together at school, so I'd kind of feel like one of my little group was there. Have you already picked out, out an outfit? Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see what Judge John Hodgman has to say about all of this. Please rise metaphorically as Judge John Hodgman <laughs> re-enters the courtroom. So uh, reunions are scary and when avoidable, often easy to avoid because you don't know what's going to happen, who's going to show up, uh, what they're going to look like, whether they're going to recognize you as a whole human being or whether they're just gonna keep thinking of you as that weirdo who sat at the end of the cafeteria table by himself. Uh, Hello. Uh, (laughs) And uh, they're obviously a lot more fun to go back to if you are feeling happy and successful in your life and, and also have something to rub in the face of people Uh, who uh, did you wrong, Uh, but it is still unpredictable. Um, And to go to, and I'll give you an example, Uh, my wife and I went to high school together, and I went to one of her reunions and uh, observed something that happened. One woman went up to another woman and said, hi, my name is XYZ. Uh, They're like, I know. I said, "Um, I just feel like I need to apologize to you because when we were in high school, I was really, I was mean to you. And me and my friends were both pretty mean to you and we bullied you. And I thought about it a lot and it's really haunted me and I just wanted to say I'm sorry. And the other woman said, well, you were really mean to me. You were horrible to me and I do not accept your apology. And I don't think that person saw that coming. (laughs) No. Imagine if she had gone, imagine if this horrible bully had gone to this reunion by herself. (laughs) 
she would be crushed. Now, in her case, she deserved it. But in your case, I don't think either of you deserve uh, to be crushed by the unexpected um, and weird unknown and ambiguity of what a reunion brings about. I appreciate the amount of travel time that it is involved in going to this event, and I appreciate and, and sympathize with your skepticism that it will be any fun at all, <laughs> or, or that you will see anyone there of any value whatsoever. However, you don't know what's going to happen. And often in life, especially when uh, you're, you, you're a grown-up and you have kids, um, rare, it's rare opportunities if you're a responsible radio producer well, perhaps in your radio production, in early breakfast, who knows what's going to pop off <laughs> at 5 a.m. on the radio. That's yeah. true. But to go into that highly charged per interpersonal stew of ambiguity that was high school itself for one night, I feel that you almost have an obligation to adventure to go and see it again, especially since you're doing incredibly well. I mean, better than Martha. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and the truth is that Martha could easily go by herself. Either one of you could go by yourselves, and you would be fantastic. But if it just was not fun, neither one of you would have the other person to fall back on. And so I'm presuming that your cake decorating business... First of all, I, there was one question I forgot to ask. Do you, do you like each other? Yes. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I, I'm making sure. Um, I presume that this that. cake decorating business is... Uh, it's, uh, what's, the, what's the term? Uh, going like flapjacks? What's yeah. it? It's, it's yeah, bacon it's like, like cakes. Trust us, that's an American expression. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tr I trust you're doing so well that w where again is the reunion being held? Salisbury. And do you, is that a place that anyone would want to stay overnight in? I mean, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's got it's a cathedral and stuff. So. It's quite nice. Yeah, no, I just, I'm sorry, I'm not, you know. It's, it's, no, it's, it's not it's near Stonehenge. You don't have to get defensive about it, I've just never heard of the place. <gasps> You've never had one of their yeah. delicious steaks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's near Stonehenge. It's, it's near the city Stonehenge right next to Stonehenge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so you got ley lines cool. going for you oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. 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 What you're going to do is you are going to get uh, a, an Airbnb in uh, ideally one of the stones in Stonehenge. I think that probably <laughs> okay. they're renting those out or as close to that as possible. You're going to tap into that, that, those energy lines and you and Carrie are going to go to this thing and she's not going to go back at one, two o'clock in the morning because she's going to stay overnight with you, and your, your children won't be there, your husbands are going to take care of them, you're going to have a wonderful night uh, reliving uh, uh, the best parts of high school and taking vengeance for the worst. This is the sound of a gavel. Yes! Judge John Hodgson rules that as well. Ladies all. and gentlemen, Martha and Carrie, thank you so much. What's the name of your radio show again? Vanessa... 5 till 6.30. Check it out, everybody. If I said Airbnb in this thing, I can say her radio show. Judge Hodgman, we've been doing a lot of justice dispensing, but I think maybe we could use a change of pace. Yes. How about some a wonderful music? If you were here last night, you know we had a wonderful musical guest who's here again tonight, and Jessie Thorne is here to tell you about her. You've seen her on tour this summer with Beth Orton. You've heard her on the Mystery Show podcast... Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the bewitching Emmy the Great. Emmy the Great, ladies and gentlemen. You say that love is hard 
You say you love me like a sister And then you walk me to the cafe Where the drinks cost more than music All those people tapping keys Where once they would read magazines Take me walking through the screens Tell me all your broken dreams And I'm trying to find the words for I can help you out with that So I say love, love, love Love is the answer Oh, but I, I am a comfortable liar Love, love, love Love is the answer Love is the answer In the end In the end You know I like to make you laugh That's why you love me without passion And then you walk me to the cafe Where the drinks cost more than music And then the day just slips away And I know love, love, love Love is the answer Oh, but I am a comfortable liar Love, love, love Love is the answer Love is the answer in the In the end, I know. Emmy. Her most recent album is called Second Love. It's out now on Bella Union. She's touring the UK in November and December. I hope you guys will all go. For tickets and more information, you can visit emmythegreat.com. And we'll be hearing more from Emmy the Great later in the program. I just ran into uh, Martha and Carrie backstage. And Carrie said, I knew I was going to lose that one. 
And I'm like, yeah, because all that stuff about how you don't want to go have an adventure, that's loser talk. <laughs> I ordered them to take a lot of pictures during their wild night away at their reunion at Druid School at Stonehenge. And I uh, will post them on our website at MaximumFun.org and the Judge John Hodgman page, and you should check it out. Yeah. Um, Judge Hodgman, here's a concern that I have. Yes. We've been on tour for, uh, yeah. let's, let's say, months. This is the last stop on our tour. Our international our world international tour. Our international tour. Five cities in the United States and one city twice in London specifically. <laughs> this is the end of our European leg. Oh, and not anymore. Our British leg. I apologize. <laughs> that, was not, that was an honest mistake, not designed to get a laugh and certainly not designed to prompt you to kill me. So. But to be clear, we were in charge of that. Yeah, that's right. It was our decision. So you can blame us for that. But here we are. This is the last, I mean, you know, this is the last show on the tour, our, probably the last 30 minutes or so in which to give law to this lawless land of, uh, of the United Kingdom. So I say that we try to scrunch in as much justice, if the, if the audience is with us, right. as much justice into the next 45 minutes or so as is literally physically humanly possible. Right. We we're we're going to scrunch it in. We we're going to call this segment Swift Justice, but I've just changed it to Scrunched Justice. <laughs> um, I think I would like to start with three cases in just 15 minutes. Let's do it. Okay. That's, a, that's an average of five minutes per case. I'm starting the clock. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our first set of litigants, Ariel and Sam. Ariel... And Sam, please have a seat. You are de facto sworn in. Uh, which one of you is Ariel? Me. Hi, Ariel. How are you? Sam? Yes. Hi. Nice to meet you. Now, what is the nature of your dispute? Uh, I'd like to place an injunction against Sam consuming products in supermarkets before he purchases them. <laughs> no, you can start. What, what did you say? No, no, you can start. No. <laughs> well, don't worry. The, the mob doesn't decide. I do. Good based on my uh, taking the temperature of the mob. <laughs> and then the mob takes you away. <laughs> Honestly, the mob doesn't like people who don't show up to the courtroom in adventure shorts. <laughs> so, uh, Sam, you go to the supermarket, and you guys are our friends? Yes. Okay. Uh, and you go to the supermarket together a lot just for funs? Oh, we lived together for a while. Okay, so you're flatmates. Did shopping together, right? But this was not during. And what then. would Sam do in the supermarket um, that, that offended you? We would. What would he nosh on? Uh, we would dispute which chocolate milk is best to buy. Um, I should add, this was. In and he and he would try them both to decide. <laughs> no, he would try one of them to decide. And I'm committed to that. I know that. You know, you know and that what you're doing <laughs> yes. is wrong. Is that what no, you're saying? No, no, no. Is this a confession? Can, can I narrow it down to what I find acceptable? To, to what you find acceptable? To, <laughs> yes, to what I believe is. To pre-sample in your philosophy? Yes. What <laughs> groceries are acceptable to pre-sample? Yes. Before buying? Yes. Can okay, I, can I Let's narrow it down? Chocolate uh, milk, obviously, up on the board. Yes. What's next? Package, package foods that are resealable. So wait, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. Is this a list of foods that it's uh, appropriate to sample before buying or foods no, no, you'd no. like to poison <laughs> in an act of mass murder? Look, I don't want to uh, open chips and then at the checkout, them spill everywhere. So uh, drinks, 
But so mm, but you're, you're not talking about taking the chocolate milk, having a little glug, and going, mm, not no, for no, me, no, no, that other one's better, and putting it back. <laughs> you're gonna buy the chocolate milk that you sampled. Yes. Always. The yes, product yes, that yes. you sampled. Always, always. Okay. And your rules, because every every weirdo has a code. Mm. <laughs> your your code of honor is I will not open a packet of crisps and eat some of it and then buy it because it might spill when I'm buying it. And that would... Yes. That would, and you're being mindful of the work that you leave for others in that regard. Yes. yes. That all sounds very reasonable. Why is that, why is that so wrong, Ariel? Uh, I think it creates an atmosphere of um, unease for the store clerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we heard a very similar case on this. Uh, we heard a very similar case uh, to this one on the podcast at one point, and I related my own story of going to the supermarket when I was a child uh, with my family, and we had, a, we had a boarder in the house, and we saw her doing her grocery shopping there, and she was eating uh, a bag of chips right there in the store, and I, I stood stock still and peed my pants. And <laughs> because as an, as an only child, rules are important to me. I, I want to know what the rules are so that I can follow them all perfectly so that I can be approved of and indeed loved by every human on earth. And this was a, the, the most transgressive act that I could imagine. And, and I think because of my own psychology, I sort of ruled in favor of the person who's like, yeah, go for it. Eat a, take a glug of chocolate milk and pay for it later. And that was my order there. So I'm glad you brought this case up again because I actually got a number of emails after that from people who worked in supermarkets saying, please, that's the wrong ruling. It does. It creates an atmosphere of unease for us. <laughs> and they use those words. Because all of a sudden, I mean, look, Sam, you're a nice young, you're a nice young man, but uh, look, you've got a little Charlie Manson going on right now. I mean, I... <laughs> you, see, you see a potential cult leader wandering the aisles, taking some sips off an energy drink and then just walking around with it. It does become like, this is a little unpredictable. And it makes people nervous. So here's what they said to me uh, that, that is a compromise, which I'm going to order for you. Uh, go first to the place, the, what do they call it? Where do they use money? Cashier? Yeah. Yes. Cashier. Uh, and, and pay for it and get them to put a sold sticker on it, which if they don't have them, you should make some for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we have them in our country. If you don't have them here, get some stickers made that said, I paid for this. I'm not a cult leader. Your children are safe with me. And, uh, and then you can continue, but otherwise, you must st stop doing that. Ariel and Sam, ladies and gentlemen, our next Sam, hang on, Sam, was there, what, did you, was there one thing you wanted to say there? No. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, Ariel and Sam, our next litigants, Reese and Jack. Hopefully, Reese. they also look like the romantic leads of a sitcom. Yes, they do, good work. Fantastic. Uh, so great to have you here, famous comic book author Alan Moore. Uh, <laughs> this is a, a real surprise. What pseudonym are you using today, Reese or Jack? I'm Jack. Jack, nice to meet you. Yep. You are your own human being. I just think you, uh, you have a fantastic Alan Moorean mane of hair and beard, uh, for those of you listening at home. Uh, and then Reese, you are standing or sitting next to me, but sitting at such a height that it feels like standing. <laughs> And, uh, and, and, you, and you have a, a nice mustache. So facial, is this a facial hair dispute? Yeah, I presume so. Well, then I, <laughs> then Jack wins. Uh, uh. Reese, what is the problem? Uh, so I 
work with Jack. He goes to see a lot of movies and uh, and sometimes sees ones that are reviewed very badly and then comes into work and complains to me about them, having known that they were reviewed badly. So I would like him not to be able to go and see badly reviewed films. So, <laughs> so Jack, you are, a, you are a cinephile. You go to the movies a lot. I, I, yeah, I have a special card that allows me to do it every month. So, yeah, that's what I do. And your, your friend is accusing you and co-worker. Where do you guys work? Uh, uh, you don't have to say the name of the place. You can describe it to me. It's an education technology company. An education technology company. And so your coworker feels that you are, you are indiscriminating in your taste of films that you are going to go see. I've got, I've got my own reviews for what I want to see. What, <laughs> if, what is a movie that Jack has seen that he complained about later that you would like him to shut up about? Uh, Batman versus Superman? Yeah, but Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Frankly, there was no way to know that that movie stunk. <laughs> no one saw it coming. Uh, now that was terrible, but you have to take the good with the bad, you know? Well, do no. you? <laughs> yeah. I have to find That's out. Point. If you know... And look, there may be uh, differing opinions about Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Right opinions and wrong opinions, but... If you are confident, as uh, Reese, I think, was, that that movie was not going to be good, why did you go see it? Because, like, you know, most, most, I can't, rev- I can't trust reviewers. It's, it's their job to pickpocket and tell you what ideas. movies are good. Wait a minute. Yeah. It's their job to pickpocket? What? Oh, sorry. That came out terribly. What is your conspiracy theory are you, about? <laughs> are you <laughs> thinking of the wrong phrase? Right? Are you no, thinking no, of Fagin from Oliver Twist? <laughs> That's me. Um, no, sorry, it's their job to, I meant to say, pick the legs of the spider, like to just pull apart a movie. It's ah. not my job to do that. I'm supposed to be the dum-dum who goes see well, it. It's, that is a bit of a cultural difference because I think that in this country, reviewers tend to be a lot more critical mm-hmm. than in our country where they tend to be a lot more on the payroll of the studios telling you to go see things that are terrible. We have that here the, too. That's uh, why I don't trust them. So you just uh, you don't trust. So why did you want to see that movie in particular? Oh, I've been looking forward to that one for years. Yeah. <laughs> it's Batman versus Superman. Why are, you not, why are you not filing suit yourself against Zack Snyder? <laughs> okay. he's, he's always bad, but I can't... No, I, look, I, yeah. thought, uh, I thought the remake of Dawn of the Dead was brilliant, and I, I thought the opening credits of Watchmen were brilliant, and I think he's got <laughs> a, an incredible visual style, and I really, I really was excited to see his Superman, but I think that whether it's his choice or anyone else's choice, uh, they decided that uh, superhero movies are not for kids. Well, and it's like, I watched that movie with my son, and he's like, this is boring, goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Well, well done to him for one and one fifth films. Oh, yeah, that's right. So why do you care if he goes sees movies? It's his time. If he wants well, to waste his money and time on a movie that turns out to be bad. I've already lost. I think the... <laughs> I don't think you're interpreting reality correctly. I'm, I'm arguing on your behalf. <laughs> Maybe you don't trust reviewers because they exist in a reality. Of getting paid, yeah. Yeah. So, but, Reese, why do you care how Jack spends his time? If he wants to see bad movies, or wants to see a movie, even though he's got a, uh, there have been very bad reviews, who cares? I think sometimes you have to step in and save people from themselves. (laughs) He's got a lot of, he's a creative guy, talented guy, he's got, you know, three hours or whatever the length of a movie is now, a bad movie, uh, that he could be spending on something else. But then, on a bigger scale... I don't think you should be encouraging filmmakers to make 
such bad films by going to see them. So he said, Are you also writing to the filmmakers? <laughs> <laughs> writing with my feet. You, you are concerned about your, your friend. Yeah, right. And do you have any other meaningful human relationships? Uh, no. Hmm. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, you know, you guys are, how old are you? I'm 28. 24. Yeah, this is like the perfect time in your life uh, to be watching bad movies yeah. and spending your time watching bad movies because you still think you're immortal and it's funny to watch terrible stuff. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's exactly my argument. And you're also at the perfect time in your life to, uh, to happily confuse work colleague and friend with a kind of family per member that you have to look out for and protect from himself. But look at, look at Jack. You're never going to protect Jack I've from survived himself. this <laughs> Jack is utterly an original. I don't know what he's getting out of these movies, and I haven't understood three of the words he's said. <laughs> I appreciate your care for Jack, and Jack, I encourage you, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a huge conspiracy. Sometimes movies are bad, and I, and I agree with Reese that you should concentrate on seeing and, and consuming good culture more than bad culture if you can help it. But Reese, you just, that's, not, that's none of your business. Go back, <laughs> go back to your cubicle and uh, make some more educational technology. This is the sound of a gavel. Reese and Jack. Finally, Soren and Corin. See, Judge Hodgman, I told you we should have got valet parking for penny farthings. <laughs> Let the record show for the home listener that the bailiff Jesse Thorne is making reference to Soren's remarkable handlebar mustache that is more handlebar than mustache, frankly. <laughs> frankly, I'm biased against people with ridiculous mustaches. <laughs> uh, well, you can recuse yourself. L let the record show that I have a ridiculous mustache. Oh, I never saw that before. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. uh, Soren and Corin, we are now just, in, in terms of uh, full disclosure, we met last night. Uh, after uh, last night's show, and uh, Soren, you purchased alcohol for me, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? But just so that I know, what was your dispute that I just solved? So, um, I wish that I still had legs. And I dispute that this is a valid thing to say because he has legs. We've been arguing about this for over a year. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Exactly. A year ago, set the stage for me. <laughs> a year ago, the two of you were pontooning down a river. You were playing the banjolele, obviously, serenading your, your bride, correct? Yes. And you said, I wish I still had legs. What was the context? Funny you should ask. Um, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we were having we discussed this uh, earlier today we don't remember where exactly this started we were in some sort of argument about something where Corin said you know I, I wish that you know I wish that blah 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 some, some sort of thing Corin be quiet do you remember it was something along the lines of I was wishing for something or I expressed that I was wishing for something that Soren argued was already true. So he was trying to make a pedantic point that what I was saying was ridiculous by saying something comparably ridiculous in order to make fun of me. What fun you guys had. And yet, 
he somehow thinks that out of this has come a valid thing when it originated from making fun of me for me saying something stupid. Do you wish that you had legs? I, Even though, let the record show for the listener at home, he has two very fine legs. I, I wish that I had legs, and I wish that I still had legs. What are you talking about? <laughs> legs! Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> this is not difficult. No. <laughs> when you say you wish you still had legs, what do you mean, given the fact you have legs? Exactly. Third base. How long have you been married to this we're, lunatic? We're not married. We were oh, in a relationship, me. and for some reason we are no longer. Oh. <laughs> Were you in a relationship during the time Soren first wished he still had the legs that he has? Yes. And now you are no longer in a relationship with him. Correct. And you are not, you feel no sympathy for this, for this poor, disabled, legged person who is no. suffering from phantom leg syndrome when he has the legs that he believes that he didn't have? Very little sympathy. Yes. I think, and what would you have me rule? I mean, it could really be anything. Just that he's wrong. Well, that he's, that he's wrong. I, I, well, he's certainly incomprehensible, but there has to be, <laughs> there has to be some damages that I'm going to oh, award you for this. So there is a, another issue, which is that he deliberately misunderstands me when I use the word so, meaning very. So I'll say, I'm so hot. And he'll say, yes, you're exactly that hot. <laughs> so I, I would like you to rule that he has to interpret me with the meaning of so as very, as he know, knows I intended. All right. Soren, you obviously want to jump in. I wasn't as a pedant always will. No, no, no. You know, what's amazing, what's amazing is that this show, this show, and, and I'll let you have your say, but the show, Judge Sean Hodgman podcast, uh, attracts pedantry from, from, from all corners of the globe. I, we get wonderful emails that are full of very many, very dense paragraphs about how a hot dog is actually a sandwich, for example, or any other subject. And whenever I receive these letters, I think to myself, I wonder what this person looks like. <laughs> and now, and now I know, and so I know what I am going to rule. What was your last thing that you wanted to say? I wasn't aware that we were litigating that second complaint. And so it's invalid because... It's valid. I'm just, I'm just surprised now I'm building I order, I order you to recognize Corin's use of the word so and the colloquial use of very. That is ordered. And I also order that you now be the official pedant of the Judge John Hodgman podcast. <laughs> this is the sound of a gavel. Ladies and gentlemen, Soren and Corin. Well, Jesse Thorne, should we bring Emmy the Great back? Yeah, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the stage, Emmy the Great.
on stage, Judge John Hodgman. That's Emmy the Great, ladies and gentlemen. It's right there in the name. You really are great. Oh, thank, you. thank you. Will you stick around and sing a song with me? Yes. Thank you so much. Um, you guys, uh, this is a song that uh, we've used to end um, what were once our very infrequent live shows in San Francisco. Uh, we'd only done two or three live shows in San Francisco and New York. Now almost six-year history of the podcast. And over the past week, we've done 300 live shows. <laughs> it has been uh, physically and emotionally taxing, but also utterly exhilarating uh, and fun and especially exciting to end here with this last show of the tour in London, which is one of my favorite places in the world. And I'm very, very grateful that you guys uh, could be here with me. Um, and I'm gonna sing a song for you that we use to close some of these live shows and uh, it's a song by the Hanson family called So Much Wine. Uh, I played it last night. If you remember the chorus, you can sing along. If you don't want to, that's fine. Uh, it's a song about not judging people.
had nothing to say on Christmas Day when you threw your clothes in the snow. because I feel like I want to make you do it anyway. Uh, it's going to come around in a second. The words are, listen to me, butterfly. Listen to me, butterfly. You, there is only so much wine. It goes, listen to me, butterfly. You guys want to try that? Ready? Here we go. Listen to me, butterfly. There is only so much wine. There is only so Good job. And the next part is, you can drink, you can drink, you can drink in one life, in one life, it will never be enough, it will never be enough, that's all you need to do. Thank you so much, Tammy the Great. Please welcome back to the stage, bailiff Jesse Thorne. Thanks to our litigants for joining us and to John Barr for naming this week's case. 
And thanks to all of you for donating to support us. Thanks also to Emmy the Great for joining us in London. You can find her music and her tour dates at emmythegreat.com. Our producer, Jennifer Marmer, will talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.